0: Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Well, I can't
1: believe this, that I get to introduce this guy, because if you had told me a couple years ago that I would be on 97.1, because I've been a listener for a long time, that I would be on 97.1, getting to do hits on the Mark Cox Morning Show, and then, full circle, Mark Cox himself being on my show. I almost can't believe it, but hello. Stop, Ryan Wiggins. You know that, man. You're great. We love having you on this radio station. you kidding me? It's fun. It's, <sighs> it's a lot more fun than, you know, when people talk to you about oh, what do you do for a living and you say, well, I do radio. Usually it's like, it's a slow burn for me. I don't just come right out and be like, I'm a conservative radio talk show host. Uh, But they ask you what you do. And you may do this too, where you go, well, I work in radio. They go, oh yeah, you're you're behind the scenes. Are you on air? Well, I'm on air. I do talk show. Oh, wow. Okay. What kind of talk do you do? Well, mostly political, you know, (laughs) and then like see where they're at. Um, But that whole process has been so cool for me because to see, like I've been, I've listened to 97.1 for probably 15 years. And to see even you grow on the station as a, as a listener, and now to to be on your show and and doing shows with you, it's way more fun than people give it credit for. I, I pinch think. myself still. Yeah,
0: I I, I I do. I'm I'm living the dream. Honestly, um, I have wanted to do this for a living since I'm going to guess 1986 or 87 when I was driving down the road and first turned the radio on and and heard a man's voice on the radio who was saying exactly what I thought. Um, and his name was Rush Limbaugh. And I, I was a Limbaugh listener in the Limbaugh army from early on. And I thought to myself, "What what a fantastic opportunity to explain what's going on in the world through your eyes and i remember at the time the biggest criticism of limbaugh was oh you must just listen to rush limbaugh if that's what you think no actually it's what i've always thought and rush limbaugh is vocalizing it and and when you can when you can find somebody who thinks the way you think mm-hmm. and has the ability to go on and verbalize that in a in a common sense way that's one of the greatest things Ever and and I've always wanted to do it and of course my career path took me into television news which is the degree I got uh, right out of college at Miami of Ohio and then I started working for TV stations and as trained as a journalist to go out and cover a story and tell both sides of the story but in the background I still had my beliefs on things. But I did my job on a daily basis. It wasn't about me giving you my opinion. That wasn't what my job was. Yeah, you knew that's what you were supposed to do. Correct. And, and you know, over the years, you get comfortable in a position, and, and I still, in the back of my mind, had always wanted to do something like this. And and then, lo and behold, the, the opportunity came along with 97.1. Actually, I walked in the door at 97.1 and said, hey, how about if I fill in for news sometimes, if your news anchor's out? And the program director at the time, Jeff Allen, said, well, have you ever considered talk radio? <laughs> I said, I have, but I still work over here at Channel 4. I can't really go on the radio and talk about my opinion on things. And we slowly eased into it. And wow, just it, it's it's liberating,
1: yeah. isn't it? it? It is, because even though I just said that, you know, we we I sort of like slow walk into saying what I do, um, it, you're out there. People know you. People know what you think, and it's so much more comfortable to be in that position than being in a job where you have to hide it. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I've never really been in a job where I had to hide. I did. I did work in TV too, although not at the same stations that you did, and we so we never crossed paths in that sense. But I worked at stations where I was very much in the not only political minority but racial minority, and so I I, I don't say I danced around the subject, but I, you know it was very clear that I was not going to see eye to eye politically with my bosses and their bosses. And so, you know, you just handle those situations differently, but it's funny that you say like that. You've been conservative for as long as you can remember. I'm the same way. Kim St. who's on your show. I've heard her story a little bit and it, it, it always surprises me when I hear somebody who so recently had been liberal and then has, has, change their political affiliation or at least their ideology to go, man, I, I just couldn't see, I, you know, I, I've always seen this way. So it's, right. it's a surprise to me right. to hear somebody, because when you said Rush Limbaugh, I have memories of being in high school listening to uh, America Held Hostage, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, I mean, high school students aren't usually at that time, and this is the 90s. They, nobody was into politics when you were in high school, you know? And so I was. I, I was, too. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't you. know that I was because there wasn't, like, a community for it or anything. It seems like now you're encouraged to be political mm-hmm. when you're that age. But at that time, there wasn't anything like that. And so it's fun because you realize as you get older, like, oh, I've actually always thought about these things. I just didn't know there was a place for it. One of my greatest memories
0: from high school was... Um in the 1980 election, I wasn't old enough to vote yet, but my dad had taken me to Cincinnati to a Ronald Reagan convention, uh, to to a to a rally at the convention center in Cincinnati, and it was an epiphany for me. <laughs> a, 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 a chill still runs down my spine when I think about that. And I was all in, man. I was a Reagan Revolution guy. I I paid attention to the issues. I knew what horrible policies Jimmy Carter had, and it was just, it was it was a bad time in America. Interest rates were twelve percent. Sound familiar? Yeah. Um, d- d- your dollar didn't go as far. There were, I mean, gas costs. There were gas shortages. Um, so I went to school. I, I had a professor, a uh, Rocky. I'll never forget. He was he was a you know he did like a current events class which I had and he we were' talking about the presidential election one day and he said well it won't matter because America's not going to elect a former B actor oh, and I'm really like, you got to put your money where your mouth is mr heflin <laughs> and mr heflin did and we we bet I don't know if it was 10 or 20 bucks I can't remember he said, There's no way Ronald Reagan will ever be president of the United States. And the next morning after that election, I can remember skipping down the hallway almost <laughs> to his classroom. And I waited till after the bell rang so that I could knock on the door when he had a class full of students and make him pay me in front of all of those people. It that's, was, it was, that's, that's great. Yeah. That's, that was me in high school, right? That that's was me. great. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't want to, I don't want to dominate, uh, the conversation because i don't know where else you want to go here but i I will say this i was in television news for a long time when i was in local news and i left for my own reasons i i didn't get fired Uh, they didn't separate with me i made the decision that i didn't like the direction that industry was going i didn't like the way they were using brands you you could only cover a story if it fits your brand i mean it was just complete hogwash and I, i i um as a news anchor, for many years, you would go in, you'd get, you'd get your scripts in the morning. I anchored the morning news for 13 years at Channel 4. And I would often see things in stories that I thought showed bias of some sort. And I would fix it because ultimately you can lead a news anchor to to a script, but you can't make them read it. So as the news anchor, I saw myself as the final filter for that crap. Too many news anchors don't. These days is the problem. So this week on my show, I, I pulled an, an example from Channel 4 because I almost spit my bourbon out one night when I'm sitting at home one night this week and I'm watching Channel 4 News. My friend Corey is on there and he's he reads a story about um, the impeachment inquiry for Joe Biden, which is coming up. Mm-hmm. And he says. Well, the impeachment inquiry for Joe Biden will be happening this week. Uh, you know, the first hearing is set now. It's coming out of the ultra-conservative House Oversight Committee. Oh, come on now. I I just about spit the bourbon out of my mouth because my thought was, first of all, who wrote that? Why does it have to be ultra-conservative because they're pointing out these obvious conflicts of interest Joe Biden and his son had with foreign governments when he was vice president of the United States? And secondly, I would love to go back – I don't have. I don't really have the technical ability to do this – but I'd love to go back and find an example of Corey or another news anchor s- describing the impeachment of Donald Trump twice by Nancy Pelosi in those terms, that the ultra-liberal House of Representatives yeah. is now impeaching Donald Trump. Yeah, pushed by they, the far left. They never use that no. language when describing Democrats. But because it's James Comer running the Oversight Committee, Corey read the script that said the ultra-conservative. Who said that? Who wrote it? Yeah. See, th- this is the kind of thing that has seeped its way into national news a long time ago and more and more into local news. And you've got to pay attention to your news sources. I would argue I argue that all the time. You've really got to pay attention.
1: I'm glad you say that because that's one of the things that I've had to watch for. <clears throat> you know, this is... I, last week was the two-year anniversary of this show, actually. And so Happy we kind of like, yeah, thanks. Um, I always remember because it's the same weekend as my birthday, so it's very easy. Um, but watching the way you use language because they'll they'll try to use... Even if you're reporting on something from a conservative angle like we do because we're opinion hosts... If you're talking about "quote unquote gender affirming surgery, you've already lost the battle. It's not gender affirming surgery. They they've they've redefined sexual reassignment surgery sure. as gender affirming when it's literally the exact opposite. And that is what the left, that is what the media does is they manipulate language. And I think it's very cool that you say that because we have to be very vigilant as as communicators. To watch for when they're spinning language, because they will set the narrative. There's no doubt about it. You
0: you're talking about the pro-choice movement.
1: I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, migrants instead of illegal aliens. Thank you. I mean all this stuff that is is, and it's not even that the language that a conservative uses is like offensive. It's just not spun. And when you say that, I mean, that all comes flooding back. I don't want to run out of time with you because I had one question I really wanted to get to, which is when you get up every morning, I mean, you get up earlier than anybody. Do you ever say to yourself, I'm going into, I'm doing four hours. Do you ever say, I can't believe that I have to cover this, you know, whatever it is. I mean, whatever issue, are we in a place where you look at a story at times and go, I can't believe America has gotten here.
0: It's like living in a parallel universe sometime. It is. I don't know how else to describe it. To have to walk in and look at the garbage indictments that have been leveled for political reasons against Donald J. Trump, um, it, it, even even the National Records Act mar lago charges, even if you could legitimize that in any way beyond the fact that Nobody's ever been charged for it before. And what Joe Biden's done is 10 times worse than anything Donald Trump did, in my opinion. Um, and yet he was still charged. And the last time I checked, Joe Biden wasn't for the boxes of stuff next to his Corvette. You you think to yourself sometimes, what's happening with America? And I said this to my colleague, Kim St. Anzio, the other day, who has a, I think, five, six month old little boy now named Easton and i've got have got a new grandchild and a, and a grandson who's two what happens what's it going what are they going to be reporting on 20 years from now when these kids are in college yeah i am frightened for the future of america that that the progressive left i'm not talking about democrats i got a lot of friends who are democrats who have a, a boatload of common sense and they don't they see this for what it is i'm talking about the progressive left who who have gained power in the establishment in washington with what they're getting away from uh, with these days um, I just don't know how much further every time I hit a point where I think it can't get any crazier than this. Yeah. They come up with something else.
1: You know, I started the show by talking about the Russell Brand stuff and about really where I, where it went was the left, that part of the left, not necessarily middle Democrats and traditional blue dog Democrat kind right. of people, but we're talking about the like ultra, ultra uh, progressive people that exist in the United States. They don't really have any standards they will push anything at any time and even contradict themselves just for pure power. It's almost like some of them know that they're doing it and other ones are just led around by the mouth, not knowing that they're doing it because they're just reactionary. And I'll tell you what, I'll conclude on this and just get your thoughts on it real quick. What worries me is that we're gonna get in 20 years, the people who are, they have been anti-war, they've been kind of the, the pacifist people, they because they don't actually believe in anything, these people are going to be full on militants and we're going to have a very, very violent America in ten to twenty years because those people don't actually stand for the peace that they proclaim. They will do anything for power. Yeah. I I, I, I fear that that you're right. The
0: only solace I take in that is that there are probably three hundred million guns in America, and <laughs> yeah, the majority right. of those belong to conservatives because The left doesn't believe in them, and they think they're all evil. That's right. You know, I'm a good example. I've got a safe full of guns, and not a single one of them has ever hurt anyone. They don't get out of the safe on their own. They only get out if I take them out. I can sit one in the corner. Everything's fine. Um, The left in this country has carried that that thought process so far. If it ever gets to what you're talking about, uh, unless they have the government forces on their side, which— for all we know could happen by then. Uh, that you know, that's not that's not something I, I I can envision. But then again, I didn't envision Donald Trump facing seven hundred years in prison. Right. Just because Orange Man bad. That's yeah. that's it. You 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 we're living in a world these days where to to a vast segment of Americans, they don't see anything wrong with what this Biden DOJ has done to the leading presidential candidate of the opposing party.
1: Well, that's Sad. that's a great point. It's a great counterpoint to my point. That's why you are the morning show host. <laughs> Thank you for coming in and doing this. It's an honor to be on Wiggins America. Are you kidding me? Well, maybe I can convince you to come back at some point. I won't bother you too much. I know it's a weekend show, but uh, I really appreciate you coming in and doing that.
0: Happy to do it, Ryan. Happy anniversary.
1: Cool. Well, we'll take a break and we'll be right back with more.
0: Get more at 971talk.com. odyssey celebrates the class of 2024 brought to you by team mobile you can count on team mobile to help you stay connected on america's largest 5g network